Hey, where's your outlet? So I can plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Today's date is June 30th, 2020, and it is the last day of the month, which is crazy. I know we're already about to head into July and we're still dealing with the pandemic. So for those who plan on celebrating Independence Day, aka 4th of July, aka a day that doesn't represent us, the black folks in this country, um, I hope you guys make other plans to protect yourselves. So there's a lot to talk about on today's episode and I just want to jump right on in. We're going to be talking about JK Rowling and her controversy in regards of trans women. We're going to talk about Janelle Monet slaying a cover of a magazine that is so beautiful. And we're going to talk about Kanye West and other shit. So let's get into it. you guys mind if I while out for a little bit just for the intro (laughs) just I just have to get this off my chest and so I'm just gonna while out right now so um I don't want to be like Cinderella sitting in the dark cold dusty cellar waiting for somebody to come and set me free I don't want to be like someone waiting for some prince to come and save me. Oh, I will survive unless somebody's on my side. Don't want to be no, no, no one else. I'd rather rescue myself. I can slay my own dragon. I can dream my own dream. My night and shining armor is me. So here's the favorite part. So I'm gonna set me free. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back. Welcome back. Whew. I just, I just had to get that off. I mean, <laughs> I, I stand for Cheetah Girls I, forever. I mean, that song, Cinderella. By the Cheetah Girls? What? That song still go off. Period. <laughs> I just had to let that out of my um <clears throat> my gut. So we can continue now. So lately we've been talking about um cancel culture. Cancel culture has been the topic of discussion for a while now. And I can understand why, right? I can understand because a lot of people are just coming out to be trash, right? So I wanted to touch um, a little bit on that and give my input on cancel culture and what I think about it. I I guess it matters <laughs> if you're listening. Um, so let's just start with the fact that there are groups of people there are groups of people accepting the apologies from the offenders on behalf of the offended. So what I mean by that is, I hate to use this example, but it's true. It's true. Um, I hate to bring it up, but it is what it is. <sighs> when it comes to people that display uh, racism or transphobia or um, homophobia, they have a group of people that follow them 
and we'll defend them for like, and we'll defend them, period. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, they will have a diehard fan base. So when it comes to people that are racist and address, you know, racist shit, um, in regards of quote unquote apologizing because their pockets are going to be affected by being canceled, quote unquote. Um, usually you'll have like the people who aren't the oppressed or aren't the people that were actually offended originally, like full force running to like accept these people apology. Like if someone says something racist, it's not for white people to forgive them. Because they're not the ones that are affected. They're not the ones that, you know what I'm saying? They're not the ones that should be like, wow, I accept your apology. Although I'm not offended, it makes me feel good knowing that I'm actually like represent, I'm actually a fan of someone that can apologize. And that's good for me, (laughs) you know, because as a fan, I don't want to be looked at as being a supporter of someone that's racist or says some racist shit. I don't give a fuck. It was 10 years ago, five years ago or yesterday. So when you have people that are running to the forefront as gatekeepers protecting people that have done some racist shit or said some racist shit um, or said some race um, or said some transphobic or homophobic shit uh, or, or, you know, any of that sort. Right. You're going to have you're going to have those people. You're going to have the people that aren't affected, whether they're white, Asian, Latino, um, white, Latinx. I'm sorry. And um you know, coming to the forefront being like, hey, we accept your apology. While the people that are actually offended aren't being heard because the the people that actually are defending this person that apologizes are telling us to be quiet, are silencing us and being like, what's the problem? Gaslighting us. What's the problem? I don't understand. Why won't you accept their apology? They apologized. What more do you want? Y'all are never happy. Y'all are never satisfied. (laughs) Like, it's like this whole like it's it's I I swear to you, by now in 2020 we should notice a formula of all this shit because it's so repetitive. It's like you can call it out before it even happens. When you know someone did some racist shit, right? Um, Jimmy Fallon, all these people that are now coming um having their uh their racism re- um, resurface or their uh insensitivity when it comes to um racism, um such as wearing blackface, et cetera, Jenna Marbles, blah, 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 all these white YouTubers that are, you know, coming out with um, all their problematic shit that they've done, um, whether it was in the past or recently. So you have all these young fan base, these young white kids following these people, right? And, and then jumping in the comments and being like, oh my God, why do we have to focus on like, blackface when we can be focusing on something else that matters (laughs) like crazy things like that okay you're gonna have people like that you're gonna have people that literally will tell you that you cannot focus on this one problematic thing because it doesn't affect me so let's focus on things that does affect me as a white person or as a cis heterosexual or as someone that has no form of, let's say, uh, disparity when it comes to society, right? White, Christian, straight, rich, (laughs) you know, the list goes on, you know, able-bodied, 
all that stuff, like privilege. So when you see people that literally want to be gatekeepers to what cancel culture is because you simply don't mess with a person that is problematic, that affects you, right? And your identity, your well-being, your existence. I keep saying this. You can't debate on some on a person and their existence and their identity. It's not debatable. So whenever I hear things like, oh, I don't agree with this person's sexuality, that means you don't agree with their identity. That means you don't agree with their existence. That means you don't agree with their living, their their livelihood. You get what I'm saying? Their lifestyle. You don't agree with any of that. How can that be? That Again, this is my platform. I'm just going to say my opinion. Um, and if you disagree, I respect that. But just don't be disrespectful in the process of, or, of disagreeing and also lying on me by saying, quote, unquote, I hate a group of black women. You know who you are. So I'm just going to say this and and I'm and I'm going to keep we're going to move on. According to uh news18.com, um yesterday they published an article in regards to Jenna Marbles, who's a well-known YouTuber who's made millions and millions of dollars off of YouTube over um the years. I'm talking like over a decade, at least. I, I don't remember when she started her channel. It doesn't matter. But anyways, um, PewDiePie, the racist dude, uh, who literally was caught using um, the the N-word with the harsh E-R at the end, um, he backs Jenna Marbles and says she was bullied <laughs> into quitting YouTube post-blackface backlash. The same person that literally casually says the N-word, okay? And his apology for when he said it was BS. And the only reason why he apologized for it because a lot of his endorsements were being pulled from him saying that word. But he said it loud and clear. And I, I'm not going to say that people don't change, all right? But what I'm saying is if you're not held accountable, if you don't understand why you did what you did, then what is there to apologize for? Stand in it. Hey, you feel how you feel. I would rather accept that than some BS apology because your pockets are at stake. Okay. A lot of us feel, I mean, a lot of people that I know feel that same way. Not all, but a lot of people I know feel that way. Like if you're going to be racist, be loud and clear. Right. So we know what we're dealing with. And if you said or did some racist shit, you might as well come on out and address it yourself before someone else digs for it because people are digging. <laughs> this generation don't play when it comes to digging up old information or old videos or any of that stuff that are disgusting and offensive. A lot of people are doing that now, especially during this large Black Lives Matter movement. And um, because people want to know that you're supporting this person that did this, just to let you know, cancel culture was actually uh, created by black women on Twitter. I swear, like black women on Twitter were saying like, hey, warning other black women, don't support this person, don't support that person because they're this, they're that, they're racist, they're colorist. So, you know, just look out for it. Um, that includes Jeffree Star, Jeffree Star, who has a very well-known makeup line, um, a lot of black women were supporting him and he's known as literally a racist. There's nothing you could tell me that at this Jeffree star, you can't convince me that man isn't racist. All right. 
Jeffree Star is a racist. That's it. He's been shown over and over again that he doesn't care. I don't care if he he apologizes. You come for Jackie. He came for Jackie and 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 made fun of her skin color, using the term monkey, all this crazy stuff over the years. Not once, not twice, not three times, but on multiple occasions has shown his racist tale. I just find it funny that like people now want to make it seem like cancel culture is just this thing where we're, when we're upset with someone, we, they should cancel their whole entire career. You know what I mean? No, to me, it's just simply holding someone accountable. <laughs> like we, we can't confuse the word uh, cancel culture with accountability, right? A lot of people are using, throwing that term around, specifically white people are taking the term cancel culture and making it their own twist and how it should be used, which is to me, okay, propaganda, because again, black women started that term, cancel, started cancel culture on Twitter, all right? Not just with Jeffree Star, but also with artists like Sabrina Claudio, right? Sabrina Claudio, we quote unquote canceled her because she was caught using another account uh, a couple of years before she got well-known, cr- just saying some crazy racist stuff, crazy racist stuff on Twitter. And a lot of black women were her supporters, right? So we were like, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't supporting homegirl over here. So just letting y'all know she's canceled, like period. Sabrina Claudio is... Cuban, I believe, yeah, Cuban and Puerto Rican heritage, who's best known for her, like, whispery delivery and R&B songs. Okay. <laughs> like, I loved her. Like, I loved her music. I did. I love Unravel Me. Belong to you. That song is amazing. Take it of me. Do-do-do-do. Talk all day, then and I fall in deep. That, that song gave me chills. <laughs> it gave me chills. So I was highly upset and disappointed to know that she said what she said. You know, like she gives, and, and now that I look back, like she just gives me that vibe. She just gives me that, like, I'm, I'm that girl, I'm that bitch. Like, I can just say whatever I want because I have curves and, you know, the black men are going to love it. So who cares? <laughs> like, she gave me very much of like a conceited individual, which is fine. If you believe in yourself, that's great. I love it. I love when women are confident and know who they are and, and represent it. But she just carried a certain energy to me. Like when I actually dug into like, you know, her page, because I just listened to her music. I didn't follow her personal life. But like if you go on her page and like all her videos, she just seems very self-indulged. Um, and it was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> this girl I was mad I was so mad because I'm like yo for someone who is talented and I was supporting her I was boosting her I was like literally like promoting her shit on my platform like it was nothing and then when I heard about the tweets that she had put out I said wow like she said she said some things like it must suck to be a black girl with no booty and quote unquote, fuck it. I'll be a black girl for Halloween. <laughs> like she called an Instagram user, a sweaty chonga in, res- in, uh, in response to the user calling her a pasty white girl. Like, because again, race and ethnicity are not the same. You could be a black 
person and also be a Latina. You can also be a white Latina. <laughs> like we love to believe that, you know, all Latinx people are just straight up black people because they're a, are a person of color. I, I talked about this before. No, 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 no. Being raised in the Bronx, being raised in Brooklyn, being raised in Boston, being raised in Miami, being raised in the hood, period, does not associate you with blackness. And, and it's actually a bad thing when people be like, what do you mean I'm not black? I was raised, I was raised in the Bronx. And this is for my white Puerto Ricans. I was raised in the Bronx. This is for my Cardi B people. I was raised in the Bronx. So because I'm hood and ghetto, I'm black. So what you're doing is associating blackness with hood and ghetto and filth. And that's what you're doing. You're literally stereotyping blackness as a thing and not as a race, right? It's, it's very damaging to the community. It's very disrespectful as fuck, all right? Yeah, I... I <laughs> What you talking about? I know all about that. I know about this. I know about that. I know about blue hair. I know about uh, blue magic hair grease. That don't mean that you're black though. <laughs> like blackness is not a costume. Blackness is not a cloak that you put on when you decide to, whenever it's convenient, whenever it's hip, whenever, you know, you want to be down with the cause. It's not a costume, especially not when we're the actual black people are oppressed in this country, especially when the black Americans still haven't gotten their reparations, okay, from the ancestors being enslaved in this country, especially when we're dealing with every single colorism, okay, all that, all that, especially when we're dealing with oppression. You're not going to do that. You're not going to wear our blackness and our culture as a, a freaking coat. We are not your favorite black North Face bubble coat in the wintertime that you take off whenever things get too hot. Whenever it gets too hot, okay? Whenever it gets too hot, you cannot take that coat off. You have to wear that. You got to go through that heat. You got to sweat through it. That's blackness, okay? We can't take that coat off. We can't take it off. But y'all can for those that aren't black, all right? Y'all can, we can't, we gotta sweat that thing out, <laughs> all right? Until it gets cold again, until things die down again. But we gotta always wear that warm bubble coat all year long. Even in the summertime, we gotta wear that bubble coat. Well, y'all free out here in y'all tank tops and shorts and stuff and free. So don't play that. Y'all know what privilege is. Y'all know what white passing is. Y'all know what that mean. Hate me, hate me, hate me for talk for telling the truth and for making you realize that everything you knew or learned was a lie. <laughs> it was all a lie. It was all a lie. <laughs> it was all a lie. I'm sorry. How you were raised was a lie. If you believe anything I said was wrong. Come on, we gotta stop this shit. We gotta stop. And that's why Jennifer Lopez, people like Jennifer Lopez, knew better. All right. She knew when people called her out for saying, but they don't hear me though. Cause you know that song, cause I'm real. But J um Ja Rule, I tell my niggas when she said that, but they don't hear me though. People cussed her the fuck out. Like, yo, what? <laughs> Nigga, what? Like, nigga, who? Nigga, what? White Latinx exist. <laughs> like, we love to, like, separate race and, like, ethnicity. She is literally one of those people, right, 
Puerto Rican and Cubans, white Cubans that are just racist as fuck towards black people, especially in Miami, especially in Miami. We're not going to act like we don't know this. We're not going to act like we don't know. And if you don't know, I'm not, I'm not bashing you for not knowing. I'm talking about for people that do and want to act like they don't know. Okay. When it's convenient for them. But if you didn't know, yeah, that, that's what happened, unfortunately, you guys. So, um, Someone said, and, and uh, the ones who are calling her are reaching, the ones that are calling her reaching, like she didn't tweet bright as day. She misses her old account where she shamed black women. She literally says she missed her old account where she can hide behind her anonymous account and just spew all this crazy things towards black women. And for what? What do we do? <laughs> like, what did we do? You know, and they love to just say, but it was four or seven years ago. If people change while she apologized for her racist comments and tweets <laughs> that she deliberately sought out to have, um, she has only worked with black men. She hasn't worked with black women, you know, after that whole debacle, she literally has not. She worked with Khaled, um, Duck, uh, what's his name? Duck, Duckworth or whatever, however you spell his name and black, you know, or AKA six lakh for those who still pronounce his name that way. Um, she has no history of working with um, black female artists. So it's like, okay. Uh, give us our things. <laughs> Give us our things. Like, if you really feel like, okay, I, I messed up. I said some really, quote unquote, insensitive things. No, it's not sensitive. It's harmful. It's dangerous. It's rhetoric. Okay? For those who don't know, I don't like rhetoric hatred because what it does is it's a, it's a disease. It spreads, especially when you have a large following. So it means that you just don't care. When you're an artist, you have the ability to express yourself how you want, but there also comes with uh, a responsibility and also liability when you decide to just say whatever you want or create whatever you want. You can't just do that on, on, on a certain platform, okay? You can do it in your household. Y'all know the amendments, free speech. People take the free speech amendment as something completely than what it really is. You can still be arrested for spewing hatred, okay? You can still be fired for spewing racism, all right? People literally think like, oh, I can literally say whatever I want and then there will be no, you know, accountability or uh, for me to be in trouble for it. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and if you don't know that by now, go ahead and test it out. Go ahead, test it out and see if you're behind will end up in jail or jobless. Go ahead and test it out and see what happens. All right. People love to do things that fits their agenda only. Selfish, privileged people love to do it. People do change, but instead of apologizing, she deleted her racist tweets. Stop deleting things if you stand in it. And if you don't, right? And if you don't stand in it, address it. Address it. But she didn't think that the people on Twitter would dig stuff up as a lot of people, a lot, as a lot of celebrities feel and, and bring it to the forefront. Like she did what she did. All right. <laughs> like she did what she did. So let's, let's read some of those accounts. Let's read some of those accounts. Um, <sighs> Let's 
She says, Gavinci, nigga, God bless you. I'm a fashion killer and a trendy nigga. She said this. This is coming from her mouth. <laughs> like, this is coming from a white Latinx, okay? Um, I'd rather be pasty white girl than a sweaty chonga. If you don't know what a chonga is, it's a derogatory term towards black women, especially Afro-Latinx women, okay, in the in the Latinx community. Um, it's, it's just like, and then you just have people in, that encouraged it. Is you had some black women encouraging her too, because again, black people aren't excluded when it comes to holding white supremacist views. Okay, they're a quote unquote coons. There are people that literally have no, you know, they they some people just don't get it, you know, and like, and it's and and it's sad, you know. I actually feel bad for black people that hate themselves because that's what it is. You don't you don't like yourself. You don't. Um, when you have to defend a racist, okay? We hold the juice. Again, black people, black people are the number one consumers in America. If you don't believe me, just simply Google. Before you start to get all up in ante, we are. We're the most con consumers when it comes to music, movies, like you name it, uh, fashion, all that. So when we burn down Gucci stores in the, in the, in the midst of protesting, Know that we put our dollar in there. We might as well be investors. <laughs> so anyways, back to what I was saying about Pootie Pie, Pootie Pie, whatever the fuck his name is. In a message on his YouTube channel, Pootie Pie, that's literally the weirdest fucking name ever, um, wrote that Jenna Marbles was one of the most genuinely good people on YouTube and she had to quit due to bullying. Genuinely good people to who, right? To who? To who standard? To yours, someone that literally doesn't even care about offending black people, of course you're gonna say that shit. You get what I mean? Like, of course you are. The Swedish YouTuber, and he's Swedish, he's not even American, he's Swedish, all right? Swedish YouTube star Pootapai, aka Felix, <laughs> um, is one of the most subscribed YouTubers out there. Of course he is, because YouTube loves to fucking give white people that are racist and do racist shit a chance over and over again because they bring in money. That's just a known fact. So that's not really even an argument. It says that he recently came in support of fellow YouTuber Jenna Marbles who has decided to quit the platform due to blackface controversy. In a message on his YouTube channel, Pootapai wrote that Jenna was one of the most genuinely good people on YouTube and she had to quit due to bullying. 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 Because people called out the fact that she did blackface, one of the most old school forms of racism. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, please just Google it or just go on YouTube, search Jenna Marbles blackface. It'll pop up. <laughs> okay. Pootapai added that Jenna had moved on from the platform for quote unquote mistakes that happened eight to 10 years ago. <sighs> We, we love to throw in numbers, right? We, we love to throw in numbers of years of when someone should get over something, especially when they weren't held accountable for it, right? So again, like I said earlier, I don't give a crap if it was 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday. If you were never held accountable, how do we know that you actually learned your lesson? How do we know that? How does the general people that you know follow her or, or know of her know that, that are actually offended? 
you can't be the person all the way from Sweden to be like, that happened so long ago, you guys. Get the fuck over it. I don't understand why y'all sweating it. Why y'all sweating this shit so badly? It happened so long ago. I hate to use this comparison, but trigger warning um, for rape. Trigger warning. Um, it, it, it literally gives me that feeling of when people be like, oh, you were raped 10 years ago? Why are you just now talking about it? <laughs> like it was 10 years ago. Like, why do you have to ruin this person, this, this male's, this, why do you have to ruin this man's reputation if he raped you 10 years ago? Why didn't you say anything back then? So you're lying. Who cares? Like, that's what it's giving me. You don't have the right to tell someone when they should react or when they should feel or how they should feel, any of that. You really don't have that place or that capacity to, to, say because it was a long time ago guess what slavery was a long time ago but we still are facing every single thing that trickled down from slavery right all the way down to today oppression wise like we still have to deal with the shit the systematic racism that oppressed our ancestors i'm speaking as an ados a black american i mean little very little has changed in this country of America since 1865. The only difference is we've upgraded to the version of it. That's it. That is it. The Enforcement Act of 1870, right? Prohibited discrimination by state officials in voter registration on the basis of race, color, or um, previous condition of, of, of servitude. It established penalties for interfering with a person's right to vote and gave federal courts the power to enforce the act. All right. It is basically um, the first Ku Klux Klan Act. That's what it was in the United States of America under federal law that empowered the president to enforce the first section of the 15th Amendment. So don't act surprised when you see voter oppression in 2020, especially in the South. Don't believe that it is this crazy shit. <laughs> that violence led Congress to empower President Ulysses S. Grant to use military force to protect African-Americans. A committee of the Senate chaired by um, Senator Henry Wilson of Massachusetts opened an actual investigation of acts of violence against the freed people, a.k.a. black people, across the South. We've upgraded to a version of 1865 because we now have electronics. We now have progression in, in media. We now have the visibility of it. Back then, it was not as visible on, on, on the platforms where the entire world can gain quick information to what's happening right now. We have to still face those same things. So when people say, oh, that was so long ago. Slavery was so long ago. That person was racist so long ago, eight to 10 years ago, when they should have known better. Right? They had access to the internet. They had access to all this stuff. But they did it anyways. Again, privilege. <laughs> you can just be like, oh, I didn't know. And that's it. And they should just be easily forgiven because they simply didn't know. And... I don't know. They should continue making millions of dollars. Like, sure. That is crazy. That is so freaking crazy to me. 
I've personally canceled people by uh, simply canceling them, (laughs) which means I no longer support them. Regardless of how many people hate that, I no longer support their faves. Regardless of that, um, they refuse to hold accountability because they simply fuck with their art or work. You will have a lot of people like that, black people included, um, people that just don't care, people that still support Kanye West, people that still support Bill Cosby, people that still support R. Kelly, black people that still support Doja Cat. Like, you gotta have a lot of those people. And again, I'm not shaming, but I'm I'm just simply speaking the facts. And if you feel hit, well, go and get some uh, stitches at the um, ER and God bless you for your um, $100 copay. I'm in the process of doing so, but I said what I said, like to me, I always look for like the apology, but also what's in the apology, not because they apologize, but what was in the actual apology and how it was addressed to me. Some people just simply accept apologies, right? And that's how people still end up in toxic relationships. Because if a dude cheats on them, they're going to accept the apology because they're simply sorry and that, that the other woman didn't mean anything to them. And it's like, okay, it's toxic. It's very toxic to me to just simply accept apologies because they're apologies. I'm not one of those. Some people are different where they just simply accept it to make themselves feel better and to comfort their own disdain or pain or hurt or dis, uh, disappointment in someone that they actually cared about or liked. That's fine. Whatever helps you sleep at night, whatever Advil you take to knock the headache out. But I'm not one of those people. And it's maybe because I was raised a certain way and maybe because I've experienced different things again in my life that has made me view life as it simply is. All right? There was no rosemary glasses in my, um, in my, on my face, all right, when I, when I grew up. Up until this point, I had to deal with whatever it is, and I, and I had to deal with the harsh truth without trying to coddle or, or comfort or pacify my emotions and, and make it seem like something else is different. I'm not one of those people, all right? Once someone disrespects me, that's it. I don't, I don't take exes back. I'm not one of those people that do that. Like, I just don't do it. Some people do. I don't take, I don't accept cheating. Some women do (laughs) like, I'm not, that's just not how I roll because I know what I'm worth and I have respect for myself. I have respect for my identity and existence. My mother didn't push me out for none of this BS to talk. My mother didn't go through labor pains for me to be alive today at 28 years old to deal with the BS that people be coming towards me for that people be throwing at me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not going to disappoint my mother. All right who gave birth to me for no fuck shit. (laughs) Like, think about that. Really, think about it. I mean something. My existence, my emotions matter. My well-being matter. And it's just toxic. Um, Non-black influencers that post anything, like currently in solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement, such as the Black um, box that you see on people's social media pages on Instagram, um, specifically, um, they shouldn't be disabling their comments, right? If you're standing in solidarity with black people, 
as a white person or a non-black POC, a non-black person of color, why are you disabling your comments? They should be available to see exactly what type of fan base you have. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you see a lot more racist uh, comments under your page, when you post solidarity for a black cause, you already see what demographic you're attracting to. And you got to question why. But people don't want to do that, right? They don't want to do that because they don't feel like addressing their racist followers. Nor do they have to... nor do they have a follow-up stating that if their followers feel some type of way about their post or them standing in solidarity with the black race in this country, simply unfollow, but they won't. They won't do that because their racist followers gives them their views. They give them that coin. They give them that money. <laughs> they don't want to interrupt their money, their pockets, while standing in solidarity with black people. So they want to have the cake and eat it too. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta really wake up and see this shit for what it is. Seriously, ain't no sensitivity. You're being overdramatic. No, this is what it is. This is what the fuck it is. I'm sorry. Like nothing is pretty in this country when it's addressing hatred and bigotry. None of it is. So why should the tone be when addressing it? Us asking for Aunt Jemima pancakes and the syrup and uncle ben's rice and all that if we ask for it to be taken away then we simply ask for it to be taken away there should be no question about it conforming to exactly the system that was built against us that was built to silence us that was built to make sure that we just fall in line and hush up and don't you dare speak out you know people like reagan escude uh, a white female Republican who got on uh, a podium on a stage and just started spewing some racist shit, pretty much saying, hey, black people, you better be grateful that you had a black face on a box of pancake mix, all right? Be grateful. Shut the fuck up and be grateful. Be grateful that you have Uncle Ben's rice. You got a black man's face on a box of rice. So how are you guys oppressed? How are you guys oppressed? I don't understand. That system is the same system that's telling us, why are you guys just not complaining about it? No, it's not that we're complaining about it. Monopoly is real. Like if we sat here, it was like, okay, well, uh, this is what's available. So it's just in our, it's just as Americans, right. As black Americans, we, we have to just be like, okay, well it's good. And, and that's what it is. But again, timing, people love to put a time capsule on when we should speak out about issues in this country. It's like we have an expiration date, like milk. You know what I mean? Like you can't talk about it. You, you can it's not like we accepted the fact that we had, uh, um, Uncle Ben's rice or Aunt Jemima because we knew the history behind it. And so a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't in this country, unfortunately. A lot of prisoners work for little to nothing to create a lot of the household items that we use every single day. They know damn well they can't deport Black Americans anywhere, right? They can't because we're citizens. We were born here, our ancestors. This is our country. We're native black Americans specifically. And we're not talking about um, black immigrants. I'm specifically talking about black Americans. ADOS, all right? People that literally had ancestors that traces back all the way into 
the first arrival of enslaved black people from Africa. So people like that, like America is so mad that they can't deport us. So instead they do mass incarceration. They hold us in prison. It's, it's redlining. They, it's everything that you can have a discussion about. There's an answer for it. And you'll have a lot of people that don't like the answers, but I don't care about the people that don't like the truth. I'm not focused on the people that don't like the truth. I'm focused on the people that want to hear it. All right. Regardless if it's ugly or not, regardless of if it, if it disputes everything that you were taught and raised that you got to unlearn a lot of that. This country does a really good job on brainwashing American citizens and also brainwashing the, the world. So when people think of black Americans, they think of the media, Anything they see in the media, they associate that as Black American culture, which is why you have so many people associating Blackness as a coat, as a as a as a shawl that they can just put on during um, Sunday services and take off once they leave to go to the the nightclub at eleven um, p.m. later on that night. That's not what the fuck it is. This is our everyday life. This is our everyday struggle for over four hundred years. So, so information awareness is a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful tool. So don't put an expiration date on it because what it does is silence the ignorance. It silence exactly what we're trying to change. Change is great. Isn't that what this country was built on? Isn't that what we strive for? Oh, no. We want to make America great again. That Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. We want to make America great again. That's what the fuck is going on right now. We don't want to change. We want people to fucking go back to owning slaves. We want people to police us when we walk down the street and ask us and, and not mind their business when we're fucking doing our own thing. What are you doing? Why are you here? Where are you from? Do you, are you lost? Like we are fucking lost chattel. Like we are, like we are lost. Like, where is your stamp? What is your last name? Who is your owner? Are you a Johnson? Are you a Smiley? What What's your last name? Who is your owner? Because I need you to make sure that you go back to the plantation that you belong on before I call the police, aka your slave owner, to fucking annihilate you on camera in broad daylight. Because you need to be punished. You need to be put in place because you're out of place. You need to be long in the field. Why aren't you in prison? Are you guys seeing where, where I'm getting at now? Like you got white people literally policing everyday black folks in the streets <laughs> for just doing nothing. Is that not what the fuck happened in the 60s and the 50s? And the 40s and the 30s? I mean, <sighs> Nothing has changed, like I said. It's just it's just sugarcoated with reality TV and 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 not segregation by default. What I mean by default is having colored only signs. But the colored only section is very well alive today. <laughs> the colored section is very well alive today in this country of America. You don't need a sign to tell you that. You don't need it. Social economics will tell you differently, okay? Social economics will tell you that is very well alive. The colored section is very well alive. Segregation is very well alive. Not because we chose it. The black folks didn't choose it. Like, for real. And I'm also need my black folks to stop 
rolling out that empathy carpet, that empathy carpet for the homophobic, transphobic people that goes out of the way to be nasty, as well as racist. I call that pending niggatry. Pending niggatry is what I call it. Stop allowing that. We're not doing this. We're not allowing our white friends to say the word nigga when it comes to singing lyrics. We're not doing it. And I and I on my first episode of my podcast, I said exactly, I, I warned y'all who I am and what I will not tolerate on my platform. And you know, like I know, that I will humble you. So carry on. That's that. Like, stop confusing people holding ignorant people accountable for their actions as cancel culture. We we really gotta learn, like, it's not the same. It's a very like ignorant thing to just throw out cancel culture whenever we're trying to hold a pedophile, rapist, colorist, you know, bigotry, anything in that sort of arena that is very damaging to human beings and society. Stop calling it cancel culture. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Because what it does is it, it demolishes the meaning of it. It really does. It demolishes the meaning of cancel culture and it demolishes the meaning of holding people simply accountable. So, you know, a lot of folks will be fine if black folks stop supporting them. So why are we so hell bent on literally holding people accountable, whether that means stop supporting their music or film or, or whatever, if people just simply choose not to support somebody because they simply feel personally offended, who are you to be like, Oh, cancel culture. Oh my God, you guys are so dramatic. Let that person not fuck with that person. Like, I don't understand. It's, it's very weird that we pick and choose. You get what I mean? I don't fuck with Doja Cat for many reasons. I do not fuck with Doja Cat. And I was cheering. I literally supported her her album, her latest album, I, the Pink album, whatever that is. I supported it. All right. I did. Until she can't, until it was brought to my attention that she was just on a fucking binge of racism and being in chat rooms with white supremacy. Like, I don't, I don't even know why people try to jazz it up to being something else than what it is. Again, we love to put glitter over shit. We love to glitter up shit. <laughs> like, we literally love to just like change the narrative because we just simply love a person's song. I don't give a fuck how good a person's song is. Best to believe they're not getting a rotation from me. They're not getting a press play from me. They're not. It's not that hard. I know plenty of successful, well, well off, talented individuals who aren't problematic that are better than a fucking Doja Cat. So I'll be just fine moving the fuck along. Maybe some people don't have great taste in music, so they have to cling on to like mediocrity. And that's a that's a that's an image of that they want to fucking have. That's on you. That on me. I don't need to support people like Cardi B. I don't need I don't need to support people like Doja Cat. I don't need to support people like Kanye West. I don't need to support none of these motherfuckers. None of them. Because there are plenty of more talented people out there that I can support that are black and non-problematic. <laughs> like, come on. You gotta be shitting me. You gotta be. You gotta be super desperate to defend ignorance because you simply want to keep pressing play. Go ahead, press play in the privacy of your own, but don't try to tell me not to quote unquote cancel somebody or not support someone because they're your fave. 
right? Because it's a reflection of your taste. It's a reflection of your bad taste and support of ignorance, all right? That ain't got shit to do with me. And and who I support ain't got shit to do with you. So don't come over here with that bullshit. Don't come over here with it. I don't I don't know what to say. I, it's like it's like validation. It's like you want so badly for me to cheer on your fave. Why do you care so much about my thoughts? Am I that important to you as well? Like, do you really need my validation? You really don't. So if I go on my platform, Instagram, YouTube, wherever, to just say, I don't fuck with this person, don't come at me about why I should fuck with that person. Don't do it because I will cuss you out. <laughs> like, I will. I will. I know what I'm doing. I'm a grown-ass woman that has lived. I travel all around the fucking globe. I keep saying this. I had experiences. I've lived, okay? I have lived. So what I choose to do in my spare time and who I choose to support is my fucking business. And I have every right to, to, to express why I no longer support certain people. And then I don't just easily be like, okay, well, five months has passed. So let me just continue. Let me go back to supporting this person. No, fuck that person forever. That's how I feel about my exes. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I do not revisit the dead. <laughs> like I'm not reburying the dead. Now, if I see over time that someone that I no longer support literally learned their lesson and it shows that they have, not just because they took three days or a week to respond to their controversy and because their fan base is at risk and their money's that money is at risk. I want to, I want to see the receipts. Like the queen said, like our queen Whitney said, I want to see the receipts. What have you been doing that would make me feel comfortable in order to support you again? Right? Like people, again, people are so easily to forgive and I'm just not one of those people sorry, but not sorry. I don't just simply accept just fucking apologies out of the, out of the ass because you have something to lose. You know, what are you sorry for? Be specific. What are you sorry for? You know? Anyways, moving along to, um, JK Rowling and her, uh, <laughs> This lady is just is just out of her mind at this point. I don't even know what to say about her. White female privilege, white fragility, whatever you want to call it. Transphobia as well is involved. And that, again, this is my opinion. She said some crazy shit in the past. And recently she um, got into it um, <laughs> with Stephen King out of all people, which is random because they were actually um, friends from what I know of. So um, let's get into that. So, Miss J.K. Rowling, um, a.k.a. Um, someone that her name. OK, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to say this. J.K. Rowling, that name literally reminds me of like, you know, when Murray used to come on like um Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake. When they used to have like the attorney uh, commercials, <laughs> the attorney advertisement commercials, you know, after, um, you know, the segment ended, she's giving me like J.K. Rowling, like JK, attorney J.K. Rowling. <laughs> like she has such an attorney name. Um, I just had to put that out there. 
do you need a lawyer? Do you need help? Were you in a were you recently in a car accident? Call up JK Rowling now. <laughs> like what in the world? I, whatever. Anyways, um so yeah, more Twitter beef, uh Twitter news. Um uh, JK Rowling um unfollowed or blocked uh Stephen King. Um because pretty much he said, you know, trans women are women. And you guys know, I agree. Because if you have women in the term of trans women, then what are they, right? So, again, uh, J.K. Rowling has this idea that, you know, we should have our own separate entity of womanhood when it pertains to women anatomy. Like if you were born with a uterus and if you have a period and you can reproduce, you're a woman. That's what I'm talking about because those type of women are put in danger when it pertains to womanhood. Like trans women can also like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything against trans women when it comes to public bathrooms. Trans women shouldn't be allowed because that puts us, us real women, us, us cis hetero women, at danger. Even though statistically it's been proven that cis hetero women aren't in danger when it comes to trans women using the same bathroom. Again, I like facts. I use facts. So if we're going to put out ignorance and rhetoric, have the facts, have the numbers, have the real numbers, okay? Or else I'm going to debunk it and I'm going to literally say, well, you're just transphobic. That's all that is. Because if the, if you were so concerned, you would just simply Google how many people are affected, how many women have been violated, abused, or murdered in public bathrooms when it pertains to trans women using the same bathroom as cis hetero women, right? Like if I was that concerned and hype alert and so, you know, it's like I, people love to make up their own ideas of what it is to be a woman. You can be born, you could be a cis hetero woman, right? You can be born a female um, and then you cannot have a womb. So are those women not women because they don't have a womb? Are women that don't have their periods not women? Are women, cis hetero women that can't reproduce and have babies, are they not women? Are they not included in that club? So what is it? You get what I mean at this point? There's too many major things in this world that's going on to be so hell bent on trans women identifying as women. They know they weren't born as a female. We don't have to keep reminding them that. We don't have to. We don't, I, 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 And it's crazy that I'm making another segment, another episode on having to defend trans women over the most basic shit. Like you don't, if you take your hate and your ignorance out of the equation, you'll realize how flawed your views are. You'll realize exactly how that is. And again, people hate my tone when I discuss this because they know deep down inside that they have some things to learn about trans women. And they don't want to because they don't care, right? They want to hold that, that higher standard over trans women. Like I said, Black people and also non-Black people of color can hold white supremacist views, can hold that that view of I'm better. I want to hold a certain power over someone. Right. Right. Like it, it, it's it to me, <laughs> if you're for the black lives matter cause, I'm just going to put that out there before I continue. If you're for the black, black, black lives matter cause, why aren't you for all black lives? Why? The average black trans woman lives up to the age of 35 years old. Do we not care about that? Do we not care about that? No, because people want to believe that all trans women trick black cis hetero men into believing that, you know, 
they they're you know lying about their identity <laughs> for being themselves so you know so if they get murdered then it's it's because of them it's on them felt because they weren't even though they don't even know that to be true case by case you get what i mean you don't believe that trans women, black trans women specifically, that are three times more likely to be murdered than white trans women, or more at this point probably, that they're not looking out for their safety? That they're not taking a precaution to make sure that they let it be known off bat? And what happens when they do? They still get killed. So it's a lose-lose situation for a lot of black trans women in 2020 and in the past. So all that, again, it's rhetoric. All that is rhetoric. It's all ignorance. It's all bigotry. It's, it's very deep-rooted in the Black community. If people don't feel comfortable to be themselves, why is that? Because they're chastised. So you don't believe that Black gay men are in the closet for a reason? Because they don't feel comfortable to come out to be like, I'm a Black gay man because it's shamed upon. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a witch trial. It's, it's literally like cast stones, like cast stones on people that simply want to be themselves amongst the black community, you know? So, um, I just had to throw that out there, but anyways, yeah. So she, um, didn't like that. She didn't say anything necessarily. I don't believe, um, in regards to, um, Steven, uh, but it's, it, it was very alarming to me that she's one of those people that has said in the past, what a real woman is. And I always like questioned, like, you know, her poor story. I'm like, what was poor to her? Cause I've read some things where her type of poor is an everyday type of lifestyle for a lot of black folk, black folks in America. So living in your car for a few days, <laughs> you know, while on welfare, which is the average white people in America, right. Are the most recipient to welfare and food stamps. It's true. Right. Based on percentages. I'm I, again, I go with the facts. <laughs> so I'm just like always concerned that she, like a lot of people roll that, to that, um, that tailcoat of her being like, well, she, she made books and she created Harry Potter while she was poor and struggling as a single mom and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, I guess, I mean, that's sad. It is. No one deserves to be poor. No one deserves to be homeless period. But we live in a capitalistic country. This lady is rich now, rich. And she's now talking about trans women and, and what real womanhood is and, and all this other stuff. Like, I'm happy I was never a Harry Potter fan. I'm not. I'm not like a big Harry Potter fan. Like, I think I um, watched maybe the first three Harry Potter films and that was it. I never read a book. I just didn't really get into it. Um, it's not my type of thing. I was more into uh, Lemony Snicket. Uh, the series of unfortunate events that was my book series um and some people like harry potter book series but anyways like so when it comes to rowling in her um, re um rebuke of the politician's words of british congressman lloyd russell mole who accused her of using her experience as a domestic violence survivor to further her dis discrimination of transgender people uh pretty much in her words, she she shared a quote from a feminist activist known as andrea dworkin that king retweeted um pretty much uh the tweet said men often react to women's words speaking and writing as if they were acts of violence. Sometimes men react to women's words with violence. It isn't hateful for women 
to speak about their own experiences, nor do they deserve shaming for doing so, right? Um, so pretty much, uh, that's pretty much what J.K. Rowling quoted, okay? Um, and after King retweeted her message, Rowling heaped praise on him for both of his work and support of women. Um, she said, I've always revered to Stephen King, but today my love reached maybe not Annie Wilkes levels, but new heights, quote unquote. And then she wrote, in a sense, deleted a tweet. It's so much easier for men to ignore a woman's concerns or to belittle them, but I won't ever forget the men who stood up when they didn't need to. Thank you, Stephen. So she gave him a compliment. Cool. It's unclear why Rowling deleted the compliment. However, Kang, who was a frequent Twitter user, he is. When I had Twitter, I did follow him, and he does. He he uses Twitter pretty frequently, um, which is, you know, cool. Um, quickly noticed his followers asking about um um, Rowling's latest asking about her latest controversy and whether or not he supports her comments and said you should address the turf tweet t-e-r-f in capital letters by the way um, turf is used to describe cisgender women who self-identify as a feminist but who are opposed to including transgender women in spaces they reserve for people who were assigned a female at birth this is because they believe trans women are men, and since men cannot coexist with their feminist ideologies, they exclude them from their beliefs and support. In fact, they often believe um, that they should be denied rights and sometimes advocate for harm against trans people. Um, so the, the term turf has different connotations, and it's been like it's been used online for like a while, like probably like over a decade now, uh, depending on who's using it. But um, those who do use it describe others note that it's descriptive in nature and not, quote unquote, insulting, right? <laughs> of course, it's not for those who are using it. Um, but pretty much it, it stands, it's an acronym for trans exclusionary radical feminism, right? Or trans exclusionary radical feminist, um, which, yeah, pretty much describes her from what I just said about her views on, you know, trans women using the ba the, the woman's bathroom, et cetera, et cetera, and her concern and holding certain spaces is pretty well out there. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that's, that's what that is. He noticed, you know, Kang noticed his followers were asking her about her latest controversy. Like someone said, you should address the turf tweet by telling us constant readers, if you believe trans women are women, one user wrote referencing the pejorative term that stands for trans exclusionary radical feminists, Kang simply said, yes, right, you should. Trans women are women. So... Earlier this month, Roland posted several tweets criticizing an article regarding people who menstruate, joking that the word woman used to be used to those situations. Days later, after catching backlash for her stance on transgender people, she shared a lengthy blog post in which she discussed her own life experiences. The author, who is 54 years old, took the opportunity to reveal that she is a domestic abuse and sexual assault survivor, right? Um... So that's pretty much what that is. And yeah, so that was um, <laughs> from foxnews.com. I know, Fox News. Yeah, I, I hate Fox News. But, you know, there was no, I mean, they gave the facts, you know, celebrity news, whatever. And I know the truth from fiction, et cetera, et cetera. But they just simply literally quoted 
what the issue was and I'm just giving my opinion on it. So yeah, she caught backlash uh, for supporting Maya uh, Forstatter, um, who was fired from her job for after some of her tweets were deemed transphobic. So why support someone that is fired for something that is transphobic? I, I mean, why would you want to put yourself in that arena and vocally express it on a platform such as Twitter? I'm telling you, Twitter is a platform where you just can't express certain things like that. You know what I mean? And they get mad when people come after you. Like, Twitter only allows you a certain amount of characters to express your views. And a lot of times, certain views that are, you know, pretty transphobic, homophobic, racist, colorist, and whatever, you know, typically it doesn't help you, right? Like it just doesn't help you. Classism, all that, you know, elitism, you name it. So people need to just stop using Twitter as their tool when they're given their opinion or their views that are not well received from the general public, especially when it comes to in 2020 and 2018 through 2020, I'm gonna just use the last couple of years for people to stop doing that. You know, if, if you really hate the fact that people be fact checking you or you hate the fact that people be checking you, period, stop using Twitter as a tool to spew out your ignorance. Cause that's what it is. Whether you agree or not, it is. It's ignorance because it lacks information, right? When you lack information, you know, it's due to lack of, of you know, a platform. Twitter is not the platform for it. You can only use so many characters to spew out certain rhetoric and, and certain views where you can't really explain it. You know what I mean? And when you do, it doesn't help you any further. So it's best to just not use that as a tool, Twitter, as a platform. So Janelle Monet, um, who's known as being pansexual, um, she was um, she was recently on the cover of Gay Letter, which is what it is. It's it's an LGBTQ plus um, magazine, and she was on issue twelve, and she looked beautiful. Like she really looks amazing. And um, what's crazy is. <laughs> Janelle Monet was giving me like uh so in the cover you can just google gay letter that's g a y l e t t e r um on Instagram or just google it if you want to look at the photos of her on the cover um there's a black woman laying in bed behind her in the background like she was just worn out from sex <laughs> like Homegirl is worn out and Janelle is sitting at the edge of the bed posing with a glass of orange juice with her hand over her head like Rose in the Titanic when she was being, um, you know, laying down and having a portrait made by Jack. You know that scene, that beautiful scene when she's naked with her boob, you know. But um, Janelle's not totally naked, but she's naked under the white um, comforter, um, which pretty much looks like it came from Ikea. I love Ikea comforters. But anyways, um, yeah, she has a, um, she has armpit hair under, you know, cause her, like I said, her hand is raised above over her head and she's exposing a nice, um, perfect hair strip under her armpit, which is literally, it's perfect. It's like my armpit hair doesn't grow that way. Um, but, um, yeah. And a lot of men and some women, again, women can also hold, um, 
certain views, you know, that pertains to um, the male gaze, um, AKA misogyny. <laughs> like a lot of women, you know, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of women that do hold misogynistic views. Um, you know, going in the fact that she has armpit hair and I'm just like, wait, what? Like we, in 2020, we really shook over armpit hair. We're really shook over vagina hair, pubic hair. We're really shook over like leg hair and, and belly hair, you know, and, and chin hair and all this other shit. Like hair, something that's natural, which is so weird to me, you know? And it's unfortunate that Gay Letter on, on their Instagram page had to um, limit the comments because I'm pretty sure they were getting a lot of hate as they probably always do with every post they do because of transphobic and homophobia and biphobia um, comments. So I just want to say, if you have a problem with armpit hair over, you know, nature, that's, you know, that's completely different than having a preference. So if you just simply prefer women that are hairless, whatever, uh, whatever, 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 that's your preference, whatever. But if it's underlining the fact that it's due to like, you know, beauty standards and it's because you, um, believe that it's gross and disgusting and not womanly, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Seriously. Like, how dare you say that something as natural on a woman to be disgusting? It's just weird. It's just, you don't have to like it, but it's not disgusting either. You get what I'm saying? Like, some people like people with fat asses. Some people like people with big titties. Some people like woman with uh, a vagina, you know, shaped a certain, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck your preference is, that's your business. But what you're not going to do is spew some stupid, ignorant, like middle school and high school immaturity about women um, having hair on their bodies. It's just weird to me. And, and any woman out there that's listening to this, you shouldn't be dating a man that is disgusted by hair on you. Like, because again, it's, it's there for a reason to protect. It's a barrier. You get what I'm saying? So why would you be disgusted by something that is literally natural on you, on someone that on a man, if a man really likes you and fucks with you, he wouldn't be disgusted. The fact that you did, you decided to not shave for a couple of months. You know what I mean? Like no, no real man, in my opinion, will be disgusted by body hair. Right? right? If it's your preference, fine, but it's not disgusting either. You get what I mean? You can be like, you know, it's not disgusting, but it's also not my preference, you know, whatever. Cool. Fine. There are women that shave, wax, you know, trim, whatever. I'm one of those women. I don't prefer body hair on me, but it's also not disgusting because I decided to grow it out because I've been in quarantine for four months now. And you really think I've visited a, 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 European wax center. <laughs> I haven't got my eyebrows waxed. I haven't got my 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 uh, my lady flower waxed. Okay, in four months, but I've been doing my own thing inside to to manage. But it's not going to be up to the standards of professionals that do it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm inside the house. Who cares? Who's looking at my cookie anyway? Like that? Not the internet. So I I don't. And again. <sighs> It's just weird. But anyway, she looked beautiful. I just wanted to give a shout out to her. And up next, we have Kunye. Uh, Kunye 
tweeted something today in regards of congratulating his wife, Kim Kardashian, um, that she's a billionaire. Uh, okay. Um, so let me just uh, explain exactly what uh, he said in regards to congratulating his wife. Kanye West on Twitter says the following. Um, I am proud of my beautiful wife, Kim Kardashian West, for officially becoming a billionaire. We've weathered the craziest storms, and now God is shining on you and our family. So blessed, so blessed, this is still life. So I made you this still life. We love you so much. Like I said, <laughs> you cannot. You, this this has to be real. You cannot be kidding me. Like you cannot be telling me that this man in this in this climate where millions of people are jobless, where where millions of people are homeless, where a lot of people are about to be put on the street from eviction because they still haven't been able to return to a job that doesn't exist due to a pandemic, right? To the point where the government is making sure that we don't get no benefits to making sure that we have roof over our head to provide for our kids and family and ourselves, right? Why would you congratulate on your platform of millions of followers that your wife is now a billionaire? Like, for those who know, like I said, if you, if you listen to my first episode, I am anti-capitalist. I hate capitalism. I hate everything it stands for. I don't believe that people should be a billionaire, all right. If you want to be a millionaire, sure, whatever. But <laughs> I don't believe that anyone should be a billionaire. Not when starvation is a thing. Not when we're already defunding the police because we can't even outsource and, and make sure that our schools and other programs are taken care of. All this stuff is going on right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a crisis. We're in the middle of a race war. All right. We are literally in the middle of a race war. <laughs> We're in the middle of facing police brutality. We're in the middle of justice, right? And people love to say, well, Kim, love, Kim, she's all about justice. She she saved a few people from being sentenced to death. All that bullshit. People are so sensitive and people are so fragile and, and so convincing of like the most mediocrity when it comes to entertainment. I swear to you, people will fall for anything, anything when it comes to celebrities that are worth millions and billions. Like, and your ass is over here worried about if you're going to lose your job and this is who you're worried about. Why congratulate someone for having, uh, for being a billionaire? What is there to <sighs> Again, we're in the middle of a pandemic where people are literally like losing their lives. People are dying, you know, just like Courtney, um, just like uh, uh, Courtney said, Cam, there's people that are dying. There are people that are dying, Kim. Seriously, like, I don't even know what be tone deaf, tone deaf as hell to be putting, to say that on Twitter so irresponsibly, like, just be like, oh, let me just congratulate my wife for making billions of dollars. Sorry, you fucking poor people. Ha. Ah. <laughs> when I tell you, Kanye West is like the king of narcissism and like elitism and capitalism and just being tone deaf and just so like so self-indulged like he he really said he really fucking said um hold on 
He really said, so blessed this is still life. So I'm so blessed that I'm still rich. I'm so blessed that this is still our family unity of being billionaires. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Like, why would you even put that out there and rub that in people's faces like we care right now? Like, people's family members and friends and maybe themselves are dying. <laughs> and you over here boosting your wife up of being a billionaire? For what? For what? I don't... Anyways, you guys, uh, I've reached my capacity of fuck shit today, but you would definitely hear from me next week, and I can't wait to see what other foolishry is going to be happening between now and next week, because my goodness, today. Um, but also, lastly, wanted to talk about um, Brianna Taylor. Um, there's some news going around. Um Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron had an engagement party this weekend. Um, his fiance is a white lady. Uh, <laughs> Daniel is a black man. Um, he's in, you know, he had his own engagement photo shoot and everything, and he's the only black person at his own engagement party. And he's also best. He's also good friends with Donald Trump. So you do the math. You 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 take what you know you will with that. Um, you know, he's a coon, um, a shoe shining coon that puts his uh engagement party of to a white woman um over the 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 body of a dead black young lady who was shot and killed and gunned down for no reason by the police department. He has every power to get them arrested and he chooses not to for many reasons that we know of. So I'm just gonna leave that there. Y'all go um, leave um, Attorney General Daniel Cameron a nice, sweet message how he's fucking trash and, um, you know, tell him he, you know, and wish him um, uh, some nice, shiny shoes to tap dance in. Um, so, yeah, on that note, I'm going to leave you guys with a closing from one of my faves, uh, Miss Ayanla Vanzant. She's going to give you guys a nice little message that um, I love. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And um, hey, listen, like I said, you can disagree on my views, but don't be disrespectful. I know everybody's not going to agree on my views, and that's okay. I respect it. But just be respectful. So, so I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Take care. Be blessed. Peace, love, and happiness. The reason, the reason, it was so easy, it was so easy for me, for me to dishonor myself, dishonor myself is, is right there. What's that? Breathe. Come on. What was that? You participated in dishonoring yourself. And what is the one thing that you told yourself in that relationship that helped you to stay there? It's going to get better. Yeah. But you, when did you know that wasn't true? Many years ago. Yeah. And how long were you willing to wait? Forever. Yeah. And look how that's, that's what dishonors you. The minute you accept less than who you are, you accommodate it. That's accommodating crazy. What was the fear? Being alone. Yeah. 
Good for you. But here's the thing for all of you people that's afraid to be alone. If you don't want to be with you, why you think anybody else wants to be with you?